Welcome to New Piney Grove Baptist Church, where one of our core values is Christian education. Let's tune in to this week's message. Aren't y'all glad to be alive today? And uh, I'm glad to be here celebrate my good friend's 25th kickoff of his uh, pastor's anniversary. 25 years you've been right here on Straight Street. And that man, you come to New Panagool, you got to come in here straight. Hey, man, good to see my beautiful bride over there. Hey, man. Reverend Rouse. Asked me, said, Reverend, you want some water? Because my wife handed me some water. I said, no. She want to make sure I got that chicken out my tooth. <laughs> the wives will look out for you that way, you know. <laughs> and Sister Ann, what can I say about her? She's a wonderful, wonderful sister in the Lord. Amen. Both of y'all cleaner than the bowl of hell. And I want to say congratulations to you. And um, thank you, Aletha, for coming also. Um, you know, Reverend Ralph was talking about uh, teaching and all that stuff. I love doing it, you know. But sometimes, you know, people don't get what you say. Amen. Amen. Remind me of a story. Fellow was driving up 75 near Marietta, saw a gorilla walking up 75. Decided to pick up the gorilla, put him in the car with him. As he was driving, he saw the state patrolman, so he pulled over. State patrolman got out. He said, Listen, I got a gorilla in my car. What you want me to do with him? State patrolman said, Well, take him to the zoo. So, all right. The next day, State Patrol was on the side of the road on 75. I saw the man passing with the gorilla in the car. State Patrolman pulled him over. He said, I thought I told you yesterday to take that gorilla to the zoo. He said, I did. Today I'm taking him to the movies. <laughs> You'll get it out of the way. I just want to be clear. When you think about, uh, when I think about Pastor Dave, all these many years that I've known him, Sister Ann, there was a very wonderful encouragement to me when they was at Fellowship Bible Baptist Church. And um, just a marvelous couple. And... Um, Love the Lord. And I see Dave on the computer typing up teaching stuff. And um, just to see his ability to take the text 
and explain it. As Dr. Howard Hendricks tell us, put the cookies on the lower shelf. Ain't no sense in having the Oreos on top of the refrigerator and the kids can't get them. Put them down there where the folk can eat them and enjoy them. And I'm sure y'all know that that type of ministry with Pastor David is very rare. Uh, in other words, where people you know, are nourished by the scripture. Plus he has a school here that uh, helped train pastors and preachers and lay people. And that's the beautiful part about it. The ministry of the word of God. Because nothing should ever take the place of the word of God. And I'll be, uh, our church will be celebrating our 30th next year. Fred asked my wife, I said, how you stay with Reed 20, almost 27 years? I said, man, I pay her good. That's why she stayed with me. <laughs> Amen, somebody. I ain't going to hold you long. I just want to briefly look at Psalms 46. Our familiar psalm, all of us pretty much know that God is a refuge. And our present help, thank you, ushers, in time of trouble. God is our refuge and present help in time of trouble. I want to look at this text briefly from the thought, put it in the Lord's hand. Certainly after 25 years of ministry, we have to put things in the Lord's hands. In this psalm, Hezekiah had to do the same thing. You will find the background to this psalm in 2 Kings chapter 18 and 19 and Isaiah chapter 36 and 37. This is where the Assyrian king Sennacherib sent a letter to Hezekiah, king of Judah, telling him to surrender immediately. Well, we're going to come and lay siege to the city of Jerusalem. In the letter he had warned the children of Israel, don't trust in the words of Hezekiah. Tells them, don't let Hezekiah mislead you saying the Lord will deliver us. You see the other nations who had said the same thing about their gods. Their leader told their people, our God's going to deliver Sennacherib in the, our hands. He's not going to deliver us into theirs. But that didn't work out for them. And certainly it's not going to work out for you. 
But Hezekiah went to God about this thing. He took the letter from the hand of the messenger and he read it. And he went up to the house of the Lord and he spread the letter out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, O Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel who art enthroned above the cherubim, thou art God alone and all the kingdoms of the earth. Thou hast made heaven and earth. Incline thy ear, O Lord, and open thine eyes, O Lord, and see, and listen to all the words of Sennacherib, who sent them to reproach the living God. Hezekiah and the children of Israel were in trouble. In fact, trouble was on every side. Everywhere Hezekiah turned around, there was trouble. What was Hezekiah to do? What are we to do when we got trouble seemingly everywhere? Bills to pay and very little money to pay. You're healthy one day and you leave the doctor's office the next day and you find out something going on with you. How are you going to deal with that? Hezekiah would say to you, as he's saying to me, as he's saying in this passage, put it in the law's hands. There are some things that you and I can't handle. Listen to me very carefully. Sometimes God himself put you and me in situations where he himself knows we can't handle it. Because we think we are the Mr. and Mrs. Big Stuff. Who do you think you are? God has to show me, you and me, that uh, we ain't all we say we are. One thing I do know about trouble, it will reveal where your hope lies. And so when I look at this particular text, there are three things I want to bring out that I'm going to sit down. Put it in the Lord's hand. The first thing you ought to do is put your security in the Lord's hand. The psalmist says, God, Elohim, the different names of God, Elohim is a the one that's used in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. And very interesting, that name Elohim uh, from the name El, the strong God. And when they want to uh, denote a plurality, they put an em on the end. It's not, it's talking, and, and in Genesis 1, even though the noun is plural, the verb is singular. So we don't, we don't worship three gods. We worship the one God manifested in three persons. And when you look at the name Elohim, it's the name that reveals God as the one who has a limited potential. In other words, there's nothing that this God cannot do. 
There is no situation in your life or in my life that God, Elohim, cannot take care of. And this chapter says, notice God is, that's a present tense, God is a refuge, our refuge and strength and a very present help in time of trouble. God is a refuge. That is, God is to us what a fort is to a soldier. Y'all don't watch the cowboy movies. I, 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 I go to bed kind of late because I like to watch cowboy movies. Virginian. Gunsmoke. I watched a movie the other night with uh, Randolph Scott. My favorite cowboy is Alden Murphy. But when you watch those movies, you begin to see sometimes where the Indians have overrun a soldier. And they're chasing the soldier. And the soldier's sole purpose at that time is to get to the fort. Because in his mind, he's saying, if I can just get to the fort, I know I'll be all right. So he's galloping, he's galloping, he's galloping. And, they, and the soldiers see him, open the fort, open the gate, open the gate. And he runs in and he's safe. What the psalmist is saying, what the fort is to the soldier, God is to the Christian. Run to God. You know, a lot of times we don't run to the Lord for our security. We look to ADT. Safe pro. But you know they can still get in your stuff. But when God is your security, you are secure. And notice we said God is our refuge and our strength. Notice what God God sustains us externally by being our refuge, and He sustains us internally by being our strength. You see. Well, you know you're God. No matter what's going on on the outside, you can still have strength on the inside. And then he said he's a very present help in time of trouble. That's an interesting phrase in the, in the Hebrew text. And it means that God is not only our refuge and our strength, he is readily, immediately, abundantly available in your time of need. You know, when we pass the churches, we have to call on the Lord a lot of time. Amen, somebody. I heard the young man say that... Uh, Early on in the ministry, Pastor Dave, Sister Ann, cleaning toilets because the church couldn't pay him. And when that happened, we got to put our security in the law until the church is able to do so. Because when I started, I was the only member of my church. I ain't had no wife and no congregation. <laughs> 
Folk laughed at me. Where your church at, Rip? The building over there. But I watched the Lord sustain me. Because I didn't put my security in nobody but the Lord. And God was readily available. And notice what he said. Therefore, as a result of that, we shall not fear. Even though the earth changed, put your stability in God's hand. You know, things are changing. I look at the Hurricane Harvey and all those hurricanes, Nate. Everything that people had is gone. I think about the flood of 94 right here in Macon, Georgia. Never did I thought, would I ever fuck it? We had to go outside, trap water, so I can wash my face. And then go over there across from the mall to get water to drink. What Psalmist is tell, what Hezekiah is telling you is this is that. When you put things in God's hand, the result's going to be is you're not going to go to pieces when things go wrong in your life. Now, what normally happens when things go wrong in Christian life? They stop going to church. They stop praying. They stop giving. Amen, somebody. And they start complaining. They start bickering. Hello, somebody. But when you got God as your refuge, your security immediately follows that is your stability. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, you don't need to run from church to church. You don't need to run to Aletha from New Pine Grove. But what you got, what you gonna get at Aletha? Same thing you're getting over here. But what you have, you find folk hopping churches all the time. They don't stay nowhere alone. What church you remember? Oh, remember Valita Baptist Church. All right, all right. I ain't seen you in a while. In fact, I sent the FBI looking for you. They couldn't find you. <laughs> Though the mountains quake at its swelling, then he said, no, that there's a river. Whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy dwelling place of the most high God is in the midst of her. Now this is interesting, interesting passage here, Dr. Dunbar. See what they do in ancient warfare is they'll they'll surround the city. Now watch this now. They'll surround the city. They call it land siege to the city. And that's to strike fear in those inside the city. And, 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 and one of the first things they'll do after they uh, surround the city, they cut off the water supply. And by cutting off the water supply, you will surrender because of thirst. And so Sennacherib's army has surrounded Jerusalem and they had cut off the water supply. But what Sennacherib did not know was Hezekiah had already dug a tunnel. And by digging that tunnel, water was still streaming into the city of Jerusalem, even though Hezekiah cut out the water supply from outside the gate. So there was water that was going on in the inside of Jerusalem that the enemy on the outside didn't know anything about. I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, when trouble comes, you can still have joy, you can still have praise, because folk outside don't even know what God done put on you on the inside. 
There was a boy trying to show off at the fair with his girlfriend. He was a good pitcher, baseball pitcher for his high school team. And he wanted to win this animal for his girlfriend. So he put down his money. So watch this, baby. And he hit it. It went over, but it wouldn't stay down. He goes, now wait a minute, now I know that thing is supposed to. So he put some more money down. Now she looking at him now, she's going, is this boy crazy? He's trying to impress her. Put his last bit of money down. He looked at her, real sad. He wanted to really win that for her. And what old man? So, son, come in a minute. Let me holler at you, man. So, yes, sir. He said, I watched you throwing that baseball. Trying to knock that thing down. He said, ain't gonna, ain't gonna go down. He said, what do you mean? He said, what you don't know is there's something on the inside that when you hit it, it won't stay down. Ladies and gentlemen, we got somebody on the inside of us. When we get knocked down, we don't have to stay down. Because God is in the midst of her. And then put your serenity in God's hands. He said the nations made an uproar and the kingdoms tottered. And he raised his voice and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is his name. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Come behold the wonderful works of the Lord. He makes walls to see. He breaks the bow. Then he says be still. Be still and know I am God. The word there, be still, is the Hebrew word, nafal. The word means let your hands fall. Let your hands go limp. You got trouble on your side this morning, this afternoon? Relax. Got hardships? Stop trying to take care of yourself. Relax. Let your hands fall. Stop running back and forth trying to figure out how you're going to figure this thing out. Because by the time you figure it out, God and all would have worked it out. So I don't know what you're going through this afternoon, but I'm telling you today, God stopped by, had me stop by to tell you, put it in the Lord's hand. You got financial problems, put it in the law's hands. You got physical issues, put it in the law's hands. You got heartbreak, put it in the law's hands. Whatever it is that you're going through right now, put it in the law's hand because God is your refuge and he's readily available to help you when you call upon him. 
one of the things that even with cell phones, sometimes you can't get a hold of some people. I told my wife one time, Evelyn, you don't need a cell phone. She said, why, Rick? I said, every time I call you, I can't get you. Amen. I mean, what am I paying all this money for a cell phone? And when I need to get a hold of you, I can't get a hold of you. Amen, somebody. But I'm so glad this afternoon I got a God in heaven that when I want to get a hold of him, I can get a hold of him. He's readily available to help me when I need him the most. And one thing about the Lord, he won't put you on hold. Put it in the Lord's hand. As I close, this lady, she was an old church mother. She didn't have much money. She didn't want to go on public assistance or anything like that. She didn't have any children. It was hot one afternoon. She had a window up. She went in the prayer doctor today. She said, Lord, you said you'd be a bread in a starving land. You'd be water when I'm thirsty. Lord, I don't have any food to eat. And I'm coming to you. Because you said you'd be a present help in time of trouble. Now she was praying. Young man who had gone to law school heard a prayer. He didn't believe in God. He was an atheist. He wanted to play a, play a trick on grandma. He decided to go to Kroger and buy a $200 worth of groceries, put them at a front door. He rang the doorbell and ran down the steps and hid behind the bushes to see grandmama's reaction. Grandma opened the door, she saw all them groceries down there. She went, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You said she would do it. And God, you've done it. You've shown yourself powerful. You've shown yourself, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much. And then the lawyer came out behind the bush and walked up to the Steps and told us, Grandmama, I watched you shouting about them groceries. So yes, sir. She said, I want you to, he said, I want you to know I don't believe in God. And God didn't buy you these groceries. I bought you these groceries. Grandmama went to shouting twice as hard, didn't she? She went to dancing. He said, What you Dancing for and having a good time for praising God for. She said, just, just like my God, to provide these groceries for me and then make the devil bring them to me. <laughs> Do Pine and Grove put it in the Lord's hand? You got a wonderful pastor here. 
You want to know about your God? You come to Bible study, he'll teach you. And then you'll have a security that you never had before. You have a stability that you never had before. And then you begin to have the peace you never had before. Honor him. Love him and his wife. Love his wife. Pray for her. Let her wear nice clothes. She represent you. Let her wear a nice suit like the one he got on. It represents you. Looking very distinguished. What problem do you have today? In an audience this size, I know there are some people here today, you came here hurting. Just wondering, well, how you going to make it? But God told me to tell you, put it in his hands. You tried to sell it. You tried to figure it out. You tried to handle it yourself. Let your hands fall. Just relax. Lord, I give this thing to you. No other help I know. I'm putting it in your hands. And the Lord will help you. There may be somebody here today you never accepted Christ as your Savior. A good day to do that is today. Jesus stands ready to save. If you're not a Savior, you don't know whether or not you're going to heaven, you want to accept Christ as your Savior, just hold your hand up. Thanks for listening. We pray that you have been blessed by the message. Visit us on the web at npgbc.org for contact information, service times, or directions to our place of worship.